You're listening to Inspiration for Ministry, a podcast by Newbold that supports students who are taking their ministerial training. Now, some of you might still be considering only the career in ministry. Others are well on the way of reaching their dreams, and some others are maybe still sitting on the fence. No matter your place in this, this program is for you. My name is Daniel Pushkash, and I sit down with some amazing people who are going to share parts of their inspiring journeys with us. So today we have with us Pastor Jacques Fenter, and uh, Jacques works, works currently as the Associate Executive Secretary in the British Union of Churches. Jacques, welcome, and thank you very much for being with us in the program. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation, Danilo. Appreciate always, it. Yeah, always. So Jacques, um, I know that you have quite a quite an experience, so to say, of pastoral ministry. And even though your role at the moment is within the union, uh, I know that you've been working uh, quite long, so to say, not maybe as long uh, as, as a pastor. So for how many years have you been working as a pastor? Uh, 20 years. Yes. I yeah, entered yeah. the ministry in 2000. And uh, yeah, 2000, I entered the ministry back in South Africa. I interned for two years or one and a half year, and then I was asked to take over a district on my own there in the beautiful outskirts of Johannesburg in South Africa. Yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. And basically, I know that recently, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is it two years ago that you started working in the union? Uh, yeah, so I, I passed it from 2000 up until or in a in a local church setting, maybe put it that way. Um, mm. I still think that what I'm doing now is pastoral, but it's just a different aspect to it. But yes, I began this role, was elected into this role in 2018, 1st mm. of October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So since we are mentioning that, uh, it might be very interesting to, uh, for, for some who don't have that much experience in that difference uh, between uh, being pastor in the local church setting and working then more in an admin role, if that's fair to say. So how would you describe the main difference? Well, I would, I would probably try to describe it as an organization on steroids. Uh, as a pastor, you still have the responsibility of organization um, and the ability or the challenge to delegate responsibility to other people and work with other leaders. And in a sense, it's taking that sense of organization that you need to achieve within a church, depending on whether it's a three district, two district, or a one district church. Each district of churches has its own challenges when it comes to to leading uh, the volunteers who are the leaders. Now, it's kind of taking that organizational ability and and just expanding it a bit. And that's really what... Mm. What passes when they enter administration, that's a lot of their focus is on that. Although a lot of that, I believe, when it's done pastorally, there's, there's, it's still the pastoral element that impacts it. And there is a responsibility that when you're in that position, to have a pastoral mentor-like responsibility to anybody who's be- below you in the same sort of position in administration. So there is still a lot of elements of pastoral work. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my role because I'm connected with the missions, the three missions in the British Union, and I function as the executive secretary for those missions. 
So we engage more closely with the membership still, whereas in a conference, the conference tends to be a little bit more um, removed from the membership, whereas as a mission, there's still a, a close relationship. Everything still happens closely with the members. So I still have the ability to work with the pastors, with the, with the members in the mission. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there is an element where you do a little bit more paperwork, a little bit more mm. administrative-like things, a little bit more meetings, mm. because the purpose of the union is to be a, an administrative body for the region in which it sits. Mm. So it has less day-to-day interacting mm. with members in terms of, of community concerns and community engagement. There is a little bit less of that. Mm. Um, Whereas in the field, that's one of my was one of my passionate things is the day to day connection with community. You you would have experienced it with me when you were at Stambra, yeah. and um, and that just you you lose a bit of that when you go into administration. Yeah. Hmm. Th- thanks for explaining that. Yeah, I, I believe it is going to be really useful for some people who may not know those differences. Mm-hmm. But also you, you started mentioning your passion in, in the ministry and this is our main part, so to say, of the conversation uh, mm. about those two main questions. And the first big question is uh, the question of inspiration. So mm. from your experience uh, so far, what would you say is the most inspirational, the best part of uh, being a pastor? Why would you advertise it for every single person maybe around the world that this is one of the best things to do in life? Well, it's one of the best roles, and I'm biased. It's one of the best vocations, I would say. Mm. And the reason I'm biased is probably because I felt the calling to it. Mm. And... Anybody who feels the calling to it, I would say go for it. If you, if you feel that you are called by God to enter ministry as a vocation, as a, as, a, as a life calling, go for it because it's the best thing that you can do. It's the best thing that you can do. You, you, and, and it's not necessarily that God calls you specifically to be a, a shepherd pastor or a church planting pastor or a, a community pastor, but it could be that within that calling, as you work through your theological training and as you gauge in different uh, forms of pastoral ministry, you find your niche and you will find that spark. I, I refer to it almost like a spark. It's that spark that carries you through the training, the theological training, because sometimes that can be quite a drag, having to, to study all these things in order to get into ministry. But... Um, what is that one what is that one inspiration um i do want to encourage people to enter ministry only if they feel called to do it and so i would say that go and study if you want to go and study theology go and study theology that's a great thing in fact it'll be great if more people study theology just for the sake of trying to understand more and and, and being more equipped on how to how to in, investigate the Bible and how to um, consider the exegesis and so on. That'll be great. But for the purpose of pastoral leadership, I would say to people that the inspiration is that calling because it's that calling that takes you through the ups and the downs as you prepare to enter ministry. Um, because there are downs and there are great highs and we will never always swim on those on the tip of the great high wave, it, it comes down at some point. 
And that calling, that's the inspiration to me that will see you through the process. And even while you're still in the ministry, you will always go back to that sense of calling, which will always remain the inspiration. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. So uh, related to that, maybe just to expand a bit more, uh, I know it's difficult now maybe to to come up, uh, not to come up, but to remember some experience, like specific experience in the ministry, something that you felt like, wow, I want to, I want to have that have this every single day of my uh, you know pastoral ministry. Um, is there maybe aspect for you in the ministry that is like really something that that makes you passionate? Is it more preaching? Is it more Bible studies? Is it more you know helping people? Uh, something uh, maybe as as your own experience in that. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit. I'll, I'll hone in on one. When you asked the question, immediately there was an experience that popped into my mind that I haven't thought of for years. So maybe that's the one I should share. Okay. But um, one one of the things I I came to love about ministry it was not an, an initial love I had because I thought I I wouldn't be a good public speaker, but I do enjoy preparing messages and sharing them. But that's because it comes naturally because that's a natural strength i have one of my strengths are the desire to learn and share so preaching for me is me sharing what i have learned and so that's why it is something that i do really appreciate about mm. ministry however that's that that preparing for the sermon is my experience and and pastors new pastors have to remember that the members don't experience that mm. we as individuals experience that preparation and the delivery is our, our as God taking control of us and delivering the message to, to, to the people if we allow God to take control of us, to deliver the message. And all the members experience is the reception of that message. Mm-hmm. And we have to be aware of that. So, so that to me was a personal gift I began to appreciate from God towards me um, and needs to be carefully carefully um, nurtured because it, be, it can actually also become a crux in ministry. Okay? Mm. Um, if I begin, and, and at times it was a crux for me because mm. I thought ah, that was a great message and actually, you know, that was probably the worst one I've preached before. But really the thing that stood out for me right at the beginning of my ministry, and, and this is the thing that, that guided me through my ministry, the, the thing that gives me the most joy is when I see people and when I see people discovering Jesus's love and you see it, you really see it in their countenance. You see it in their body experience when it's like the penny drops and they realize God loves them and they really want to give their life over to God. Mm. Um, one of my very first experiences, I was an intern in my, in, in my first year and I was asked to, to try and guide these um, young high school kids uh, through Bible studies. They asked for it. So, um, I had this this experience where one of these kids were not a not a Christian, one of the children, and so I was specifically working with these two children, and I was guiding them through Bible studies, which I had never designed myself. So these were Bible studies I got from my uncle, who was a pastor, and I took them and I made them my own, and, and I met with these young people once a week, and I remember one specific afternoon sitting in the garden of this family that was on a farm, and we were sitting on this in the in the garden, and I was sitting there with them. And you could just see in one of these young people's eyes this the sudden awareness that they are loved by God and that they want that. That's what they want. They want that every day. That was just a wow moment. And that 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 experience I've had over and over and over. 
And so when I think of ministry as a whole and the joys of pastoral ministry, the, the joy of take of, of baptizing somebody, I, it's such a joy for a pastor. Mm. And the joy of seeing people and walking with people through through that, that journey of discovering Jesus and actually making Jesus number one in their lives mm. and they want to live with him. There is nothing in ministry, not, to me, nothing else in ministry that beats that experience and that joy. And that's sort of the energy I drew from throughout my ministry mm. um, and probably is what drew me to, to come to love community ministry more in pastoral mm. work and preaching and so on was important but it it was it was not my number one goal in ministry yeah mm. now thanks for sharing that very very personal story yeah. but uh there's a second part of our conversation here and you mentioned that already so it's it's great when we are thinking about all those great experiences and that's necessary but then in reality something challenging might also come in and you mentioned ups and downs so so for mm. most of the pastors if not for all uh, i don't know uh those downs come and that's one of the challenges that maybe those who are entering the ministry uh, need to be aware of. So uh, is there something maybe that you would share, uh, maybe not the experience, but the way how to approach those kind of situations that come as a surprise maybe? Yeah. I think one of the things that I wish, every, I, wish I knew and I wish I took seriously when I was younger and I might have known it. People might have shared it with me. Other pastors older than I who were more experienced than I might have shared it with me. And even my own uh, supervisors, uh, senior pastors would have, might have shared it with me, but, but, but I maybe never took seriously or never took notice of this. We have to remember that in, in pastoral ministry, there are cycles. Mm. Um, and when we enter pastoral ministry, we are novices. Mm. We don't know everything and we are and in in my own culture we say you're wet behind the ears you're a new boy you you're a newbie as they would say you come in and and instead of humbly accepting that and making every effort to learn from that and to and to draw on the experience of my supervisors and my my senior pastors and my uncles i had some uncles who were pastors mm. I, I at times just bulldozed ahead and thought I, I you know, I'm so excited. I knew what I want to do. I've learned all these things, and you, 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 you arrogantly move into into encounters and into relationships, and you make mistakes. And it's it's really hard because you then need to go and repair those, or you need to try and fix it. Um, whereas often, if you come into those experiences as pastors is humbly acknowledging that you don't have all the knowledge and you, you need you need somebody else to just come and give you that advice. I probably would have made less mistakes. I probably would have found myself in less low low experiences in my life because I, there were times as pastor where you feel lonely because you're encountering conflict. You walk straight into ministry and it doesn't take long for you to encounter conflict because we deal with relationships, we deal with people, we deal with community conflict is around us and so one of the things i learned really quickly and within my by the end of my internship i had figured out that if i don't surround myself with at least one meaningful mentor who i trust and whose advice i trust and who i can go to and who i can speak to before i enter into a 
a situation or uh, that could um, be, be have a nature of conflict to it, then then I open myself up to to making unwise decisions. And so, um, one of the things that I would really encourage young pastors to do is to establish, even if they can before entering ministry, mental relationships with with people within the ministry, maybe with people who they believe have have strong values and are trusted by the community around them and the people around them because of their wisdom Mm -hmm. and to to engage those individuals and to ask them if they would be willing to be their mentors and i tell you that is, is such an important aspect in ministry because what you know before long you know as you go through ministry other people are going to come behind you and they're going to need that from you as a pastor. And if you haven't learned how to receive that from somebody else and, and, and use that to your advantage in your own ministry in order to make more wise decisions, you won't know how to, to be that mentor for those who come behind us. And we have a responsibility to be a mentor for those who come behind us. And so in every church I pastored, I looked out for somebody who could be a mentor for me. I, I approached them. I asked them. They agreed to it, and at least once a month, I would meet with that mentor. We would just talk through general things, and if there was maybe a problem or so on, we'd reflect to it. and And I tell you, I would go away. I would be more wise, not necessarily the wisest, but more wise about how to approach the, those things. And when I started to do that, I recognized my own health improved in ministry, my own. Um, engagement within my my um, um, church community uh, increased and I found that every district I left I left not because I wanted to leave the district um, I, it was almost like like a pain to leave that district because I was I was in love with the members I had a good we had a good um, relationship with those members and the only reason we left is because we felt that God was calling us into this into this other ministry, and we needed mm. to to answer yes to that. Mm-hmm. Jacques, honestly, thanks a lot for for sharing that. Uh, and that's something that recently, recently, maybe in the last year or two, I started hearing much more from pastors, and especially pastors who have some you know experience like you do, mm. of of more years than only like mm. five or six. Uh, and thanks, thanks for for really emphasizing that aspect of, of having a mentor. Jacques, thanks a lot. We came Pleasure. to the end. Uh, uh, came to the end of our uh, conversation. Uh, thank you very much uh, for the rest of you who have been following this program today. Also, uh, feel free to go through other uh, programs that we have already in our uh, database. And uh, I'm hoping that you're you're going to find many, many beneficial, useful things. Uh, from today's conversation and from other conversations and that you're going to be able to relate uh, to those experiences while you're thinking about your own calling and how to answer it in the best possible way. Jacques, again, thank you very much for for being here and all the best to all of you who have been with us. See you next time.